Hey everyone, Ruckman here. This is going to be a little bit of a longer pre-roll than I normally record because this episode has some points that need to be made about it. Firstly, uh, as you are aware, uh, the, the ban list on Monday was not any at all what we were expecting. Um, and so because of that, obviously we are very frustrated with that decision. And the decision that was made during that ban restriction announcement involving the Pioneer format. Uh, because of that, obviously we are frustrated in this episode. Uh, for a bit of comedic effect and somewhat entertainment, I tried to play up my frustration into full-on anger. Let me be clear here that I am not uh, as angry at this game as to resort to profanity or foul language that I use as part of playing this up. Uh, because of that profanity and foul language was used, I do, of course, go through and I did censor uh, the phrases that I used in this episode. Uh, however, of course, I am only just one person editing and I could potentially have missed something. That's why, if you're curious as why this episode is labeled explicit, uh, there's a small chance I might have missed one. And if there is, please feel free to reach out to us on Twitter or on the Discord to let us know with the timestamp. And I would be very, very much thankful uh, in order so I can go and correct that. But I believe I caught everything uh, that I said, uh, just as well, there is a point where it makes it sound like I am mad at players who are unfamiliar with decks. That is not the case, and I want to be clear here, the only people I find at fault with the current issues facing Pioneer is, of course, Wizards of the Coast, and their, let's just say, refusal to admit there is an issue with several current arc, with a, not several, a few current archetypes that are in our format, uh, whether or not Oath of Nyssa will resolve that is yet to be seen. However, I think it is not going to be a true answer to these formats. In fact, it's more than likely going to add a couple other problem pieces back into the format, unfortunately. Uh, because of this, you might have seen a post that we made, an article that I wrote up, a several-page document uh, sort of proposing what we think should be changed and done to the Pioneer format. Again, this is a proposal, and this is me trying to put ideas out into the community at large uh, with some alternatives. And that alternative is, of course, uh, in modeling of something like a Project Modern, introducing our own community ban list, uh, put forth and controlled by a sort of council of major community voices. Again, this is sort of brought up in the episode, but later expounded upon in that article. If you haven't read the article I wrote, I will link it in the description of this episode below. Um, you know, we selected three cards to put on an initial ban list. Uh, I further explain those choices in the article. Uh, we potentially will cover this in the episode in next week's episode. However, we do potentially have a fun guest uh, on the line, and I don't really want to take up a lot of their time with that discussion. But we'll see what happens. It is certainly something to talk about. Uh, but because of that, you know whether or not the groundswell I want to create takes off going forward, any of our community events until such time is deemed unnecessary will now be having bands consisting of the current band restricted list alongside adding uh, Thassa's Oracle, Underworld Breach, and of course Teferi Time Raveler uh, with potential to make additional changes as we see fit, just sort of help healthen and increase uh, some more awareness in the format. Uh, we also talked about running an MGO event in this episode, and I will say that event has been posted, and we'll be using our sort of community ban list as the sort of big push to get things started. Uh, and that is, of course, going to be on Sunday, July 26th, so about two weeks, or about a week from this episode going up. Uh, our, Of course, our webcam event on August 1st will also be featuring this ban list. Uh, just as well, I wanted to also 
take a moment to say that this, of course, was recorded before the announcement of Pioneer Masters coming to Arena. We've previously talked about this, and I definitely thought we'd see a push either late Q4, early Q1, to try and at least get a lot of key cards from Pioneer. And we are definitely excited about the prospect of Pioneer being brought into Arena, being brought to a larger audience, and hopefully maybe Wizards will take more care in curating the health of the format with it being access accessible to a much larger player base than I would say MTGO currently allows. Uh, however, of course, at the time we recorded that wasn't announced, so we will again touch on this more in next week's episode. Um, you know, we, I, we are definitely excited, but currently it's a little hard to get really truly excited, as excited I think we should be because of the current state of the format. So please, if you haven't read that, read the article, and again, uh, there is some strong language that's used, it's censored, um, and if I miss something, please at me in the Discord, at me on Twitter, let us know so I can get that corrected and re-upload the episode. Again, guys, you know, it's a game that we all love, and the things I say and the things we say are all for the love of the game and definitely this format, and we hope this can continue to thrive and succeed like it did, you know, pre-COVID, pre-all the issues that, you know, Theros Beyond Death added. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you for sticking with us, and hopefully, you know, we can keep progressing and keep things in a healthy light and hopefully you you are understand our stances that we take in here. And if you don't, if you guys disagree, hey, reach out to us. I love a good dialogue and debate, but we're going to be respectful when we have these this dialogue and conversation. All right, guys, enjoy the episode. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Ruckman here with another episode of Crew 3 Podcast. It'll be a very angry episode, so get ready for a lot of bleeps and bloops as I say a lot of bad words. With me as always are my co-hosts, Chris and Ricky Gentlemen, say hello. Hey, how's it going? And this week, to start us off, we have a special guest star in our friend Jackson. How's it going, guys? All right, Jackson, finally settle this uh, this great debate for us. The, th- the card for one blue and green from Theros Beyond Death the Titan of Nature's Wrath. How do you say that card's name? Uh, I believe you're referring to Uro. Is that is that the one you're talking about? That that is the one we were talking about. Oh, I can okay. accept this because we're both wrong. That is fine. We are <laughs> both wrong. But but if we if we had to Englishize it, uh, just to say that someone's right, is it Uro or Oro? Uh, if we want to Englishize it, I, I will say even as somebody who knows like the etymology uh, of the word, I still just say Uro. So all, all I needed to know. Thank you, Jackson. What, no what are you? You got to tell people Jackson's qualifications to. to oh yeah, yeah. To Sorry, Jackson's check. bona fides. Uh, Jackson, give us your bona fides on why you are you are so able to do this for us as as a as an authority on the matter. Well, uh, in my undergraduate degree, I double majored in both classical civilizations, like the study of Greek and Roman culture, as sure. well as uh, English uh, literature, and then I got my master's degree. Uh, in uh, Latin and Greek studies as well. So uh, just about eight years of Latin and five years of Greek, and I currently teach Latin right now. So sure, uh, just a, a, a little bit of my life. Sounds also, qualified just for, to me. Just a little more salt in the wound. Jackson is also the impetus of 
Dwynen has reach. Dwynen does have reach, yes. Um, Jackson also did not know that Dwynen had reach. <laughs> he did not, and he didn't realize until afterwards, but he took the win anyway. There we go. So whenever we need to uh, pronounce card names correctly, that we're very certain Ricky has gotten them wrong, we will we will go ahead and at Jackson to uh, and I'm make very sure sorry. we can uh, I forgot. What is you guys' mythic ranking right now? Uh, oh, I'm sorry, because, uh, you know, I'm, no, I'm uh, number 96, so... I was, I was mythic wait. two months ago. Are you sure that it's not mythic? I'm, I'm pretty I'm, sure me- it's mythic. Is it, me- is it mythic? Mm. Mythic in the Greek, yes. There we go. All right. Font. All right, Jackson, thank you for settling this dumb debate. My petty heart is now happy. No worries, yes, I'll, I'll be back, and whenever you guys need me. All right, thanks, Jackson. All right, bye, y'all. Bye. Bye. All right. Did we really invite Jackson just for that? Was that literally all you wanted him for? That was all I wanted Jackson for. Oh, my God. (laughs) I was ready to hear this man's opinions on the Pioneer metagame. Well, I don't think Jackson's played Pioneer, you know, because he's been busy moving and stuff like that. Yeah, I guess so. Hmm. So... We'll have we'll have Jax on another time, but that was that was really the only reason why he was here this week anyway. Hey, speaking of a Pioneer metagame, there was a banning and restriction announcement. No, I don't think uh, I don't think there was. <laughs> you're right. There wasn't for there wasn't think... for Pioneer, uh because let's see here. Historic. Yeah. Age of Treachery, banned right. from suspended. Right. Winona, makes sense. Joiner of Forces, banned from suspended. Yeah. Fires makes of Invention, banned from suspended. Right. Next to Fate, banned from suspended. Yeah. Burning Tramissary is suspended. Right. That sounds like a pretty solid ban list. It's a lot I of think, action. How about Modern? I think, I think Embercleave, you know, might be the real tick instead of Burning Tramissary, but we'll mm-hmm. see what happens. Oh, Modern. Sure. Arkham's Astrolabe is banned. That's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, you that, know, card's know, been, that card's know, been in a lot of decks. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I really feel like Wizards uh, paid attention to that format, and they've made a lot of corrections. You know, Ricky, hey, do you have well, any other opinions about well, Modern? Well, hold on, hold on. Before, I'm holding. Before, well, people would say they got that wrong, t- that wrong uh, because Uro, Uro should also be on that list. In Modern, too. Huh? A lot of people think so, yes. Mm, okay, gotcha. And Three Fairy and Wreck and, uh, you know, Snow Snow Island. Yeah. I think Snow Island was on the list to be banned. Uh, and then, okay. hey, look, Popper, Expedition Map and Mystic Sanctuary banned. Wow. Look at that. So it sounds uh, like... Sounds like all the formats got some got some real shakeups. Would you say that? Well, except for Standard and Pioneer. I mean, Pioneer, I guess, Oathness is unbanned. Wait, that's... That's our format. That's the format we talk about all the time. That is the format we and, talk about and what, all the time. what happened in that format? Because, uh, you know, yeah, well, well, Land, before we go over this, Erwin, real quick, let's just go over real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those yeah. metagame reports we were talking about where, you know, 20% inverter, yeah. it was like 25% before that, but then Mono White was combating. So, you know, we've really seen these same decks there for a while. Um, challenges have not fired for, uh, I think, weeks is the last time we've gotten a Pioneer challenge well, to fire they, they they fired last week but i know that the turnout has been very embarrassing i was low. gonna say i know they've well they've missed at least two i believe they definitely missed all the ones last week yeah i was gonna say so uh so with that going on and, and record low numbers um let's and, just talk about what the change for pioneer was what, what was uh, the pioneer yeah change? yeah uh, mm, uh hey you know we we were we talked about um you know besides the things that should be banned what if what if we got Oath of Nissa back right yeah like, yeah did they did they yeah, unban Oath of Nissa they they unbanned Oath of Nissa wow that's so pretty can nifty we, can we get a round of applause for the all yeah that seems we did it that seems we pretty it. smart we got something right yeah uh, what what other wait. changes Ruckman hold on what what are the other changes the Oath of Nissa is uh, not very exciting 
What other uh, changes did, did I, they make to Pioneer? Did I say Oath of Miss is unbanned? You did say that one. Uh, what about the other ones? Hey, Ricky, Ricky, what was the change? Do they do they unban something? Uh, they unbanned Oath of Nyssa. That's a good one. You That's know, again, wow, round, round of applause. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good job. Good job. Just, I feel like that's a card that was just on the ban list unnecessarily after we took care of all the other stuff. But what about the other changes, guys? What about well, the other let, things that they let did? Me, let, me, let me read the statement here. Uh, since the launch of Pioneer la- yeah. late last year, we've seen significant changes in the metagame. Mm-hmm. Early in Pioneer's launch window, various green ramp decks were among the most popular and successful archetypes. Right. In order to reduce the consistency of these decks, Oath of Nissa was added to the ban list early in the progression of Pioneer. Since that time, other cards used by green ramp decks have been banned, including Once Upon a Time, Veil of Summer, Oko Thief of Crowns, and addition to the release of new sets has added power to other archetypes, generally expanded possibilities for deck building. The metagame is now in a place where we feel the uh, unbanning Oath of Nyssa is a reasonable step to take as far as adding some power back to Nikfo Shrine to Nick's ramp decks and other archetypes that revolve around key creatures, lands, or planeswalkers. Mm-hmm. Based on that well-thought-out description, I'm ready to hear what they have to say about the rest of the format, that's for sure. We are otherwise generally happy with the shape of the metagame in Pioneer with the most played in decks each having strengths and weaknesses against each other, we are keeping an eye on populations of combo decks in the environment, although the perceptions that combo decks have dominant win rates isn't backed up by Magic Online player data. We are also seeing a variety of lesser played decks having success, which indicates the metagame may continue to shift. So, uh... So, Othinus is unbanned. Othinus is unbanned. I was enjoying the silence. So, uh, the... The thing is... Mm-hmm. It's a healthy format, because, right. uh... The greatest format. The best you, of formats. If you only play, like, Demir Inverter, and then the decks that specifically beat Demir Inverter... Right. That's a, that's fine format. Look, wow. Fine format. Great uh, format. Affinity plus... All the decks that beat Affinity. Right. That's decks. Look at that. We got two decks and they go well, at you, each other. You have you have Cobblade or you have Elves, right? Like Actually it was just Cobblade and Cobblade. Right. Oh, you're right. You're it right. Was, That's it was my bad. Three yeah. colors of it was the, the three was, different the variations. There was Cobblade. Cobblade was Cobblade's worst matchup. Did you never oh. watch the Island Resolves to understand the Cobblade <laughs> dynamic? I, I would have to go back and rewatch the Don't Island Resolves. Ever do this. We'll have to link it just to Do not ever dig up those videos make sure the dead bodies that i've buried uh wow in all seriousness what a joke i mean i i know ruckman has a lot to say about this so i'll get in my quick two cents i'm just sort of waiting to two what i'm waiting for the like psych right you really didn't think that we leave sahili rai combo legal in standard right do you guys remember that banning yeah like in standard when it was just like hey we like banned uh, like all this stuff, but not Sahili Rai combo, right? And it was just like, uh, me over here, like immediately just like snatched up eight Sahili Rais because mm-hmm. they were still low, and then just like the next day, just Aaron Forsyth, just like, actually, hold right. on, just kidding, we're banning the Feldiar Guardian, uh, right. we're not dumb, so I'm just waiting for Wizards to be like, yeah. pranked pioneer players, yeah, here's the real ban list. And I haven't I talked to a single waiting. person who, like, don't get me wrong, these are not people who are heavily invested in Pioneer, but my friends who uh, play Magic 
um, including Ed, a buddy of mine I have uh, been in contact with over a, a long time. I met in college. He's starting to play a lot of Magic again. And he was just like, dude, I have absolutely no interest in playing Pioneer. And I was like, I, I get it. Like, it's unless you're one of the people like us who are like brewing, you know what I'm saying? It's like, unless you're playing at your kitchen table, at your table with your friends, I, I would probably wouldn't show up to premiere event. You know what I'm saying? Like with this format. I, I'm waiting for it because I think that maybe, just maybe, right, in a year, and I know we don't have a year, but like right. in a year, once Theros Beyond Death is no longer being printed, right. Wizards can just finally go, all right, guys, we're going to ban every single card in Theros Beyond Death. Sure. Because, I mean, like they had to ban everything from Eldraine. Right. And then you have another set come out right after that that's just as broken and format ruining. Right. And it's just like, like it, it does not look good to then ban all of your cards in your next set, you know? Right. And it, then you the, have a third set come out with companions and you have to literally errata 10 cards. Yeah. The, the top like four or five decks in Pioneer for the last, like, I don't know, since Eldraine come out, basically, I mean, or however you want to look at it, have all featured cards from like Eldraine Ford as like the prominent centerpiece, right? The Sultai Delirium decks prominently feature Uro, Obviously, Oath of Ness and Underworld Breach. Obviously, Thassa's Oracle in Inverter made that deck happen because before it was just Inverter and Breach. Well, uh, do you have is... anything else to say, Ricky, before Ruckman goes on an epic rant? Um, I mean, this can't be real. Like, clearly it's a joke. It's just a prank, right? Um, I'm not laughing. Uh, I'm like, not laughing. Big Daddy Wizards in Olive Garden don't hate us, do they? It's this is This is my fault, guys. I have let the people down because I... When I went to Olive Garden and messed with the almighty dart board, I should have put a dart on the board for make an intelligent decision regarding organized play. I should have put that dart there, and I didn't, and this is all of my fault. You go ahead and at me on Twitter, and I'm just going to apologize right now. This is totally my fault for not taking action when I had the chance. And, like, honestly, like, if you want a format dead, right? Right. I think that, like... Everybody's like, well, if they just wanted to kill it, they should just unban everything. But that would just give too much attention to the format. Everybody would be playing it if they unbanned everything, right? Right, 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 right. But, like, the way to, like, silently just kill a format is just literally be like, hey, we're going to make a big announcement about this format and then just make the announcement a joke. I think this format has been way too successful for it to permanently go away. I think this is really going to put a damper on people's thoughts about the format for for the right. foreseeable future. And, again, unless we hold our, our brew events and things like that, um, but the reality is until we get paper magic back or until they bring pioneer to arena, it does seriously damper interest in the format. Like I said, can I haven't we, talked to a single person, not part of our community who has been like, Oh wow. I'm super excited to play pioneer. Can we agree on a real ban list for the, uh, August tournament? Um, oh. I think we should go with that after Ruckman has his ring. Okay. Go for it. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I'm glad you're doing that. You know, you know, Oh yeah. There's gonna be a lot of, this episode i'll tell you right now <laughs> the, fu- the 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 fake leaked ban list was right. better than this right that the one that banned dig through time and thoughts oracle because at least that thought had some thought and did something for this f- format we are not the biggest voice here we are not the most popular content creators even in this format right i would like to be but we are not but 
it's not just us saying there is an issue. When you have other people who are also major per competitive professional players of your game mm -hmm. saying that there is a problem, saying that they cannot even look at this format. Hell, you've got people like Todd Anderson and and granted, you know, Todd was over on Ross's podcast. I haven't listened to any of that. I wanted to come in here with all of my own thoughts. Right. So I haven't read or listened to anything else or other conversation on this. The only thing I've listened to is the video Ricky sent me from LSV and Matt Nass's band discussion. And we'll come back to that here in a second. You know, when you have people like Jeff Hoogland, Todd Anderson, who are just bailing on magic entirely to go play f Legend of Runeterra or other games because this has just ruined not just Pioneer, but good faith in the Wizards as like a company in managing their own game. This isn't just about banning cards. Like we could really, if we really wanted to get into this, right? This isn't just about what needs to be banned. If you look, no one wants to ban cards, but the, like you guys said, Throne of Eldraine, Theros Beyond Death, were mistakes of magic sets. That was some, you know, I like an increased power level, but clearly those sets had no real design and control going on because they are not only ruining standard, they're ruining every other format outside of them. Mm -hmm. I I mean, I think that they're way too, way too, way too powerful, way too fast. Like yeah. the mechanics built into them are like just inherently designed to be better and stronger mechanics than the mechanics that we currently have. I, I appreciate them trying to be aggressive with design. Cause again, sometimes when you have like weak sets, like the like new, like the Phyrexian sets, the redos of those that came out uh, years ago, like were notoriously not incredibly powerful. I mean, until, I think they were, until new Phyrexia. Right. New Phyrexia was definitely the strongest, but they weren't like OP. Right. But like, even like scars, uh, scars and scars and uh, besiege were pretty strong. Yeah. They're no, still very strong. No, 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 no. No, no, you guys are misremembering. I played at the time. Like the lands were strong, the cards were not that strong. Wormcoil like, engine was strong. Wormcoil engine was fine, but the I, sets if, if overall. If you want to talk about like original Theros block, I would say is a weak set. I would say like Rise of Eldrazi or not Rise of Eldrazi. Rise of Eldrazi was not very strong. Watch. Rise of Eldrazi boxes were like so much cheaper than every other box at the time that like people were getting them for price support super cheap. And then people were super angry when they would find out that those were the prize packs being given. Right. Um, that I was definitely like, happened. So, like, my, my whole point was, like, on that was that, you know, weak sets aren't popular, but these sets were pretty... The thing is, like, I look at a set like M21, right? Do we have complaints great really set. about M21? No, great set. Great power level. There's right. a lot of sweet reprints in the set. Yeah. But, but you know what? That's also because comparatively, right. compared to Theros Beyond Death, compared to Throne of Eldraine, they let them print the cards in that set, and they look fine. Right. I do think it's, like, the strongest core set, like, I've seen since M10. Right. Right. And M10 was, like, the last ditch, like, let's make the core set work. There's here's, Lightning Bolt. Here's there's Lightning Bolt, right? <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. Bane Slayer Angel. Yeah. Um... I guess M11 is the strongest because it has Mana Leak, Lightning Bolt, the Titans, and Baneslayer. Sure. But, uh, like, M21 is a perfectly fine. Like, Ugin is, and Azusa are just like, okay, that's sort of crazy. But, like, right. there's not really a good way to cheat a bunch of lands to your hand or, like, play them off the top. Right. I mean, there is in, like, other formats, but that's fine. Um, I think that, like, just the design of Eldraine and even Ikoria. Uh, Ikoria is in theory, a very powerful set until they nerf the main mechanic of the set. Right, yeah. Um, 
like these three sets have just been stronger than anything we've ever seen like since we in a row well. right i mean like that's just the craziness of it well, it's supposed to be like, a block right was it well uh you're talking about yeah. three sets making a block like right because i mean like, they're going to be stuck together right sure. so when when rotation happens in two years it rotates eldraine theros and ikoria all out together they are gotcha. stuck together right they're stuck together okay right so like they need to be powerful together i guess like it would have been disappointing if theros was like theros power level again sure like, but like look at sets like dominaria dominaria was a hit of a set and like yeah there's teferi in there and like it had good cards but it wasn't like inherently overpowered right like and i think like if you if you take theros and you remove underworld breach and thassa's oracle you have a much more balanced set well it's, Earl probably also it's has still to go oro it's still but, annex it's still Ur- like but Earl's one of those cards that like yeah like it gets complained about in some aspects but i like the power like Ur- Earl probably just needs to cost like one more you know what i'm saying or something like that and like you yeah but croxa is a fun card i have not seen people be like oh my god croxa so crazy op well it's like, because sets have powerful like, mythics right yeah there's got to be your, your you know, I know it's not as powerful this time, but your Bane Slayer Angel of a set, you know, your Titans of a set. Right, but what I'm saying is, like, Eldraine, the mechanic is your cards are two cards. Right. Uh, and then, like, so we have, like, random spiked cards that in power level, like, like Fires, like Oko, like Once Upon a Time, and then, like, every card in the set is just like, oh, this card is two cards, isn't that cool? Right. Um, and then on top of that, we've got, uh, in Theros, the main mechanic is... You can cast your cards forever. Right. Right? And, like, that mechanic is just inherently broken. Like, that's why we got Breach and why we've got, you know... Like, then, like, broken mechanics and then also just... Nobody complains about Dig Through Time, and it's got a cost reduction mechanic, you know? It's not a cost reduction mechanic. It's a it's an inherently broken, like, we can cast our card for eternity. Yeah, I was, I was kidding anyway. Yeah, fair enough. Yogmoth's Will, perfectly fine card. Yeah. But, but, but again, that's not solving the real issue here. You know, those cards are, yes, they are very good. We need good cards that have, you know, an interesting game. But there is a point to how high these cards can reasonably go right. per a design level. In The other issue, too, is it's not like this has been a silent issue. Right. There has, you can't deny that there has been a max exodus, a max hands-off, of the Pioneer format at large, because they refuse to fix the format. Right. Well, it did get, like, their big push-out of Pioneer literally got stopped mid-roll by COVID. Like, we had one of we had one of the Pioneer GPs, and then... But the thing is, they... But that can't be a crutch here. Right. They, they have these online events, right? But they refuse to understand them. They just look at paper and information. The other real problem here is they knew what this announcement was going to be. They saw all the hype built around it. Someone should have stepped in and gauged the hype around it. Right. But because they didn't, when the announcement actually came out, we all hyped ourselves up. Right. And there was just a big fall after it. The problem is, you know, I get it. You need a PR person to be able to handle expectations and have these, have community being managed for when these announcements come out. Right. Yeah, we, we, we this, lost our big organized play person a while ago. I, I agree. I, I think you need to clarify that there would be an unbanning just because, like, again, like the reaction, even if it's not that bad, has been incredibly strong. We certainly don't feel good about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, we wanted to see some shakeups in the format. Obviously, I'm hoping for bannings until my um, uh, Siege Rhinos are good. 
So I'm clearly not happy. Like, but it's not. It's not even about that. This dumb. And this goes back to again the video that Ricky had sent me with LSV and Matt Nass from their bandwagon, which is something that we've talked about in the past. The very early on paper was still happening. You, this idea that there's only a 50% win rate, right? They're not a dominant win rate. Well, right. that's because it has the KCI issue, it has the eggs issue, it has every sort of high-level combo deck issue where you have players who look at these decks and they say, hey, that deck's winning, that deck's broken, that deck's busted. I'm going to go play that at the event. They don't put in the time. They don't learn the deck. They go to the event. They lose. So you go to these events and you see three tiers of players. You, you're you at the bottom. You're at the top tables with your Lotus Breach, with your Demir Inverter, with your Mono White, with your Sultai Delirium. People that put in the time and effort to learn the decks, learn the matchups, right? Right. You go to your middle, you go to your middle tables where everyone else is. Mm-hmm. And then you go to the back table where there's Lotus Breach, Demir Inverter, People that buy and pilot these big, powerful decks because, hey, I'm going to go to the uh, the GP and I'm going to go play the best deck. And even though I don't really play Magic except for like once a month at Kitchen Table, I'm going to go buy the best deck in the format and play it. The people that put in the time and effort with these decks get heavily rewarded and it's their, the numbers are being skewed by the people who don't put the time and effort. Do not blame the people who want to play Pioneer. I'm not Pioneer is a hard format. What I'm saying is like, if you want to pick up the best deck and just try to play it, do right, that. right, right. Ruck, Ruckman, sure. Ruckman's angry because he's because he's upset yeah. about the bans, and I understand that. But like, no, he's not sure. trying to say that like because you are trying to play this deck at an event that you are somehow hurting Pioneer. That is not right. the insinuation. What I'm trying to say is they need someone who understands their own freaking data. Right, right. Agreed. I I don't think they're analyzing the data because again, like we we've seen players where it's like yeah, Inverter is one of those things. Like when I when I was first playing the deck, I didn't have a good record with it. When I was looking at things like oh wow, like my graveyard size actually matters because like if I can tune it to these particular three cards left, I can make it so that one of the cards I'm going to draw is a disruption spell. So that even though I don't have the cards to win in my hand, I know that I will draw one of these cards once I Inverter and do it. And that's something that as simple as it seems in explaining it, a lot of people don't think about. You know? Right, exactly. So, like, graveyard management, which is, a, a like, a, a fourth dimension, if you will, of magic cards, is not something a lot of people think about. And it's pretty important in the inverter matchup, which is what he's talking about when it's, like, a lot of people picked that up. And the combo deck, right? The combo decks are, you know, but, like, breach can be tough to pilot. So, again, right. the problem he's saying is, like, some of the numbers are being drugged out by people who are trying out these decks. And, right. again, I feel the same way. I don't think they're doing a good, very good job of managing the data. I feel like it's a little embarrassing that there are so many people not wanting to play the format, leaving the format, and they're just going, oh, everything's fine. It's like that meme of the dog in the burning building, and just going, yeah. everything is fine. And it's like, like... It's, just, it's just so ridiculous, because like, the decks that are also winning and cutting down on the win rate, right? Mm-hmm. They're playing cards to specifically beat corner cases, right? like Thos's Oracle. They're mm-hmm. playing getting into the Trials. People are playing Collective Defiance to yeah. try it's to... new Rivulet. Right, people yeah. are main decking it in Rivulet. Rivulet, yeah. yeah. Because they just really need to beat Inverter. And it's working, but that doesn't mean the format is healthy. You right. know, Affinity did not win every single match, but it warped the entire format to the decks that are Affinity and the decks that are built to beat Affinity. Right. So okay. essentially, the the, uh, the other thing too is like, and a good example of this is, hey, we talked about that deck last week, that red black vessel deck, right? Right. That had Archfiend's vessel and it had Croxa, and it was just about buying back those decks. Right. We played in a league and just got trounced. And then I went back and looked at the event it played in. 
It makes totally sense while that deck 4-1'd. It's all it does is it is there to deny inverter resources. All that deck actually wanted, it looked like, hey, we're going to buy back Archfiend's Nest and make a bunch of 5-5s. What that deck really wanted to do was buy back Crocs a million times, and if we can make an Arch Vessel 5-5, that's just the icing on the cake. Sure. Right. I just think that, like, people are... Like, people are playing Ixalan's Binding to stop, like, just key cards. Like, if you play an early Inverter, now you can't play... Or not... or uh, Early Oracle to block. It's like, well, now you can't play, like, Oracles anymore. Right. Like, the format is not healthy. Like, a healthy format doesn't have, like... Doesn't mean everything is playable. Four decks, basically? It doesn't mean everything's playable, but it means, like... There's, like, a certain caliber that your deck can be and be competitive. And, like, you have definitely, like, a lot more interplay in the games and in the meta. Uh, but, like, right now it's just Inverter or Breach or the mono-white deck that beats it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not a healthy format. Even though it's like, oh, look, three decks. Yeah. And the thing about the mono-white deck is, again, it's just, like, it, it's just one of those decks that it's got a combo also right? And, like, we played it, we had probably, we were playing a green version. The other deck is kind of boring. It's like, it's a tonal removal, so that you can handle some of the creature matchups, and then you have an oopsie combo to try and win there. And then again, because your deck is redundant, it does redundant things, you know? So, like, that's right. kind of what you also, need. also, all, all your enchantment removal just makes your big Nykthos, your Nykthos is massive, right. which makes it easier to combo off with. Right, exactly right. right. Yeah, and your, your owl and your whatnots, like, You've got your options there, you know? So it's like, it's a it's a good deck against Inverter. We called it as a good deck against Inverter with Gideon. And at first the record said no, but it seems like it is. It seems like it's decent enough against Inverter while getting everything else. And it's like, you know, it's a, it's a decent deck. It's just, it's And I, we don't weird. need to do a lot. Like literally, if you just ban Thassa's Oracle, it hurts Inverter, but it gets to stick around. Like the deck can still be there. It would be I something at least, right? I think it's a very right? cool deck. I like the Inverter deck. Right. I just don't no, think that's that my thing. I I want combo to be able to exist in this format. Right. And I feel I feel for the people who are like I can't play combo in really any other format. And I you know I want them to be able to find a home in Pioneer. But the problem is the combo decks we have are too good, they're too consistent, they're too rampant. Right. They're either too resilient or too good at taking out your strategy. The original version of Lotus Field, where it was just a Twi'lek that eventually had a big explosion or just was able to tutor up an Ugin and make big mana to, like, play an Ugin, right? That was fine. Right. But now the deck just on turn four gets to sit there and twiddle itself while million and just eventually it just combos you with a Tome Scout repeatedly. And it doesn't matter how good you find your hate cards because they have a million ways to bounce your dampening sphere and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, at the very least... At least Inverter has some nuance to the matchup. I'll give the deck that, which is why I kind of wanted to stay around, which is why I just will get back to what we think should be banned. Ricky said it. I just think if we ban Thassa's Oracle, the deck's fine to stay around. You know, you ban uh, Lotus Breach. We Lotus Field can stay around. That deck managed to win already before Without it had Lotus Breach. Breach yeah. You know, um, maybe we have discussions on Mono White. Well, again, we'll come to this. I'm running a poll right now that we can talk about. Uh, and there is there is potentially some fear that mono white just takes over, and that also goes into another card of what we're going to talk about ban- potentially banning. But it's just, I just don't see, and you can't pretend it's a si- it's a vocal minority. People are pounding at the gates, telling you to fix the format, or they're out. Right? Hell, you have people pounding at the gates saying the format's dead, and we don't like to use that term. But this episode, we are because honestly, I am worried that this ban list has irreparably broken and 
put so much bad faith in the format, it is going to be near impossible to come back unless there are a lot of good faith moves put in place. Right. So, like, I just think that, like, before the ban list was announced, there was a lot of discussion of, is Pioneer just dead? And then, like, ban list, and it's like, oh, there's hope. And then it was just like, no. Actually, there's not any hope. They don't know what they're doing. They're not looking at this No, format. exactly. I was really excited. The ban list announcement, all the, all the big content creators started talking about Pioneer again. You know, articles were written. Every, there was a lot of stuff like, hey, head into Pioneer. What's going to happen with the ban list? Oops, shove right. it up your own... Jeez, have fun editing this one. <laughs> uh, this, deck, this, uh, this, this episode will not be brought to you earlier to the length of editing time. Uh, Mono White is not going to be a problem when we ban Thassa's Oracle and Breach. It's just not. Like, the Graveyard decks, like the, the Delirium decks are already doing fine against Mono White. Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, Mono Red, Mono Red beats this Mono White deck. I think any mid-range strategy, like, their their card advantage is Arcanist Owl. Yeah. Like, no, I think Mono White's going to be fine. And again, the poll I'm running, we'll get to it. I think the numbers kind of point to that. So do we have do we have any more thoughts overall on the balance before we talk about, like, what should have been done? Our, our initial reactions are pretty much out there, right? I right. think so. All right. Ricky, what do you think should have been done? Um, We hit Oracle and we hit Breach. Chris, what do you think should have been done? Uh, do you want what I... What might personally want it to happen? Yes. Me personally wanted to see Thassa's Oracle go. Uh, I wanted to see Teferi go, the three-mana one. Sure. And um, Underworld Breach also. Sure. I'm with Chris. I'm with Ricky. I think that if we take out these combo decks, you also just have to by nature hit Teferi. And then I'm also going to say... I know you guys probably aren't going to agree with this because clearly you haven't already. Just for uniformity of the format's sake, and again, this is me trying to like 4D chess out how the format would evolve. I think you have to also hit Uro just because it's just going to steer every mid-range deck into being blue-green X. Because it's the most powerful card. Now, have you considered, though, that I'm going to be able to play Siege Rhino? Sure, just play with Uro. And how that affects... Oh, maybe you've got a point. Isn't that all the colors in the uh, in the universe? It's four colors. Yeah, that's right. Because so, Adrenal costs green. Like, I don't think there's a problem with Oro. I think there is. I my my problem is okay. So I don't think there is a a gameplay problem with Uro. My thing is what's going to happen is again, no one is going to want to branch out, and all the mid range decks are just going to fall under Uro shells. That is my issue with Uro, and that's why, again, overall health of the format, I think you have to ban Uro at the same time. I, I, I could see it. I would want to wait and see, because, again, I, I again, and I'll just go back real quick, because another thing that just blows my mind is, I know they wanted to hit the brakes, but it's like, they were so ban-happy for so long. They were so but, quick but to then ban every, But then too many people complained, and now they wanted to really wait and think about it, right? I, I just don't know. Like, I, I, a lot of the bans, like, made sense. Like, we talked about, like, when we were, like, looter scooters getting banned. We were like, well, you know, I understand it because it's just in every deck. We're not super excited about it, but we understood it. That is why Uro would have to be banned. That same reason. I am, like, hand, I would I would pie bet that Uro, if left, would just be the dominant force of the format. See, and I couldn't bet against you. I would just probably want to see it happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, given how quick they were to ban things, I, I agree with you. Like, I, I think that I, I could see that happen, but I would want to see, well, like, can, you know, is there so much graveyard hate in this but format? Now, 
but it, but it doesn't matter though. The ramp decks would just be too good, and the mid and the mid range decks just focus in on it. I just think it's it would just have to go right. I could be wrong. I could not be. The problem is now that we don't have weekly bannings anymore, and they have to make a big like two week announcement on them, right? right? It, who knows how long it would be that Uro reigned supreme before they stepped in and fixed it. True, true. Again, I don't, my I don't personal ban list, if Chris runs the format, I would be able to wait a couple weeks and make an actual decision. I see what you're saying as far as like, well, with what we're dealing with, you just want to preemptively take it out. Give Niv actually. a chance, right? Yeah. Like, Give me something. Niv, but, Niv cannot live in a world without Oro. Sure. But anyways. Well, I don't know. I don't think they can live in a world without Teferi. <laughs> I think you guys are right. That's you guys are the ones who are like, actually, Teferi is what really makes that deck run. And I, and I think you're right. And again, Teferi is not one that I, I see as like extremely overpowered as much as it is just a card that I think does not have good design. I think it's a bad card. I think it's an unfun card. And that's that's the big problem. That I just I don't think it belongs in this game at all. And I would prefer to see it banned almost everywhere. Uh, because I also want to be cards. clear here. That I am, I and we are not going to give up on this format. Right. I am right. going to do my hardest to make something happen in this format. If Pleasant Kenobi can claim that he got Stoneforge banned, I want to be the person that gets to say they, I made them fix Pioneer. Sure. Right. And that survey, which everybody should go take. Yes. So I'm going to leave it open. It's probably going to be closed by the time this episode goes out, actually, just because I just want to start pulling data from it but so far we've almost got 250 replies to it and what it is is a list of like 10 cards that are just what you think should be banned it's inverter of truth Thassa's oracle dig through time underworld breach lotus field heliod sun crown walking ballista to fairy time raveler uro no additional bands and then like a write-in right right i i want to shout out the person who said ban colossal dreadmaw they know it's really wrong with the format uh but right now with almost 250 responses um, I will say everyone at least picked one card from Inverter. Some of them picked two in that right now, Thassa's Oracle has 129 picks at 54.7% of votes. And then Inverter of Truth has 101 votes, which make up 42.8%. So there are... Between there are, those two things, yeah. Everyone at least picked one of those. Right. Uh, Dick Through Times at 23%. Underworld Breach... Right behind Thos Zorkla at 126 votes at 53.4. Yep. Um, Lotus Field's really low at 16%. Heliod, 16%. Walking Ballista at 27 I, I understand people are more fearful of that being just in other decks, right? And I, that being more open to being abused. Right. Uh, but I, if we're going to leave something alone, I'm fine leaving Mono White alone. Sure, and, and I, again, I, I don't hate the Walking Ballista argument because, again, it's a card that's in every deck, but at the same time, like, I don't want to ban every deck that just gets good. I want to ban the decks that create, like, a problem. No, I know? agree, I agree. That's what I'm saying. I think right. we can leave Walking Ballista. For here. sure, for sure. I think we can leave Mono White. Teferi Time Raveler, 44.9% of the votes. That's 106 votes. And then Uro, Titan of Nature's Wrath, with 90 votes, putting at 38%. I just think that if you ban Oracle and you ban... Uh, fires the underworld whatever that card's called breach. underworld breach um like you you fix the format entirely i think that we should definitely use this data and i think the august 1st event we should definitely imp- like oppose our own ban list no that's that was the point of this right so what the what this is going to be is we're going to have two events one of them is going to be our webcam event where we are going to run this and it's going to be on the discord right um when this poll closes any card over 40% of the vote is going to be banned. Okay. Um, 
we as like between ourselves, if Uro stays at like 38, 39 percent, because it kind of goes in and out of 40, we might discuss that further. Um, but I think clearly right now, and I almost want to see if we can leave Thoth's Oracle. Or if we can take out Thoth's Oracle, if we leave Inverter, right? I think right. we might play yeah. it that way, right? I, I think that's one of those statements where we want to say is, like, if it's over 40%, we're going to really look at it if it makes sense. Because, like, again, I don't want to take out Inverter and Oracle. Like, sure. you know, it's like... No. And then the other big thing is, because just the way the timeline works out, it's going to be, like, a month from now. But I am also going to schedule an MTGO event. So this is going to be people who don't have webcams... Even if you don't have a deck to play an MTGO, just sign up for the event, show the interest in the format, and even if you don't play in it, sign up for the event, drop out round one, because I want to use this as a uh, as a like uniquely magic form of petition that there is more interest to play in this our own bandless format event than there is to play in their own events. Yeah, I don't think we can publicly say that we're going to pump those numbers. But uh, I mean, that like, would have been something maybe to throw around. I'm, uh, I'm just saying, like, uh, yeah. I, I point to this a lot, but uh, Dual Links, and you guys joke about Dual Links a lot, um, but I've never seen a game picked up by one person so, like, so much. Like, mm-hmm. he DK'd, really picked up competitive Dual Links, started hosting his tournaments because nobody else would, would host tournaments for it, began running weekly tournaments, you know, monthly tournaments, then weekly tournaments, and, like, even started implementing his own ban list that Konami would just eventually just do. Mm-hmm. He was just like, they came out with like some broken combo deck that always went on turn one. And he's just like, look, I'm going to still host my events and I'm banning this card. I'm banning this skill. And it's like, if you don't like it, don't play tough. Yeah. Don't play. And he's just like, Konami doesn't know what they're doing and they clearly didn't test these cards or these skills. So I'm gonna ban them until they uh, set out an official uh, like banning. So, so I, I, this is this is my thought on that, right? And unfortunately, I'm not a professional streamer. I'm not a professional content creator. This is all like a hobby that I put a lot of time and effort in. Right. I, I have a nine to five. I can't do this alongside everything else I have going on in my life. Right. But what I would love to see is I would love to see us. I would love to see Pioneer Cast. And any of the other just, like, big-name pioneer content creators, even if they have bailed on the format, let's... Hey, there's a Commander's Rule Committee. There's, like, all these other format committees, right? Right. Reach out to us. Let's form our own rules committee. Let's control a ban list. Exactly what you're saying with, like, the DK thing. Let's make this, like, I think this August 1st event could be really, really big. I think we could promote it. That we're gonna We're gonna implement a real ban list for Pioneer instead of Wizards Garbage ban list. Yeah. Uh, we're still going to make Othanis illegal, though. That was no, ultimately yes. that was a thing that did need to happen. Ricky's been talking about it for a while. I have been. It's literally on the ban list for no reason now. Mm-hmm. It used to find you your turn, like your Oko, way faster. It used to do all sorts of stupid stuff. It used to yeah. let you play like Teferi with three mountains and the forest that you have. So I would I would say as of right now, before we finalize everything. Thassa's Oracle's mo- more than likely going to be on there instead of Inverter, right? That's going right. to be the Inverter ban. Right. Un- Underworld Breach is going to be on there. Right. Three Fairy is going to be on there. The real discussion is whether or not Uro makes it on there, and I'm welcome to have a dialogue about that yep. before we make that final. I decision. think it's absolutely worth the discussion. I definitely see what you're saying, where it's like you think it might be too strong. I'm also one of those people where it's like, well, you know, 
Delirium, Delirium at one point was very strong. It's not super strong now, but could I see it making a huge comeback? I absolutely could. I definitely could see that being the looter scooter argument of like, well, it's just going to be the strongest card. Sure. Everybody's going to so, want so, so yeah. So forget the. That's a good point. Let's let's not just just so it happens sooner. Let's nix the MTGO event. We'll just make it the webcam. So here's here's another discussion we can carry offline. I know we get a lot of questions on proxies, but if we're trying to make it a big official push of this, that's some discussion. But we will be appending our webcam event that will be on August 1st. Uh, so oh, tune in for more info on that as we get closer, right? By the time this episode comes out early next week, we'll finalize everything. I'm going to try and we're going to try and push it to have it everywhere. I would love to be able to offer like a prize supporter sponsorship, but obviously I, I, I just can't do that personally. No, for sure. I think an MTGO event makes sense and I could see if I can throw some prizes in there. We'll see. It wouldn't be much, but we could do something. We'll figure something out. And again, if we're trying to say this format, if again, any like other big uh, content creators or, you know, any of the, the whatever websites, if you guys hear us shouting in the void right now about this and are interested in helping bring Pioneer back and would be willing to support us, DMs open, reach out, please. Mm-hmm. We would love to get as many people in this involved as to try just to have our own relaunch of Pioneer. Right. All right, Ricky. I know. I know you got to drop out. Chris and I will take it over for doesn't slap. But thank you. Any any closing thoughts where you have to bail out? Um, no. Keep playing Pioneer. Um, keep playing webcam games. Join our Discord. Uh, I don't know. I, I want to say fuck because Drucker <laughs> got to say it a bunch, and I'm right. a little jealous about that. Right. Right. Fair. So I'm out of here. I'll talk to y'all later. All Peace right. Out. All right. Have a good stream. All right, Chris. Do we do we want to do a two man does it slap? Yes, absolutely we do. All right, well let's let's go through the process because the deck I had picked out I kind of had picked out uh, just because it was essentially wombats rebuttal Ricky saying let's just play goblins. <laughs> right, I, I thought it was worth looking at. I thought I thought goblins was was totally legitimate. All right, well let's talk about it then, and we'll we'll get Ricky's afterthoughts on it. Yeah, yeah. Like, on next week. Or I'm something. sure I'm sure Ricky will will talk about it because um, right. uh, but I was super interested in this deck. All right, let's talk about it. Let me go find the link. Um, I'm going to talk about the deck while you find it. I found it. All right. So so let's let's have some levity. Let me calm down and while you summon the theme song, Chris. Let's breathe in and breathe out and answer the ever-important question, does it slap? <laughs> All right. So like I said, you know, last week's episode, we looked at a Broodmoth deck, and Ricky spent the whole time just saying, can we just play Monorad Goblins? Can we just play the Gabos? And uh, Crew 3 Stalwart and Hero, I would say, mm-hmm. you know, Folk Legend Wonky Wombat said... The man, the myth. I got you. Here's Goblins. Right, right. And he and he cooked up a, he cooked up a solid one for us. He looked at the best Goblins and put him in a deck, and here we are. So we got four conspicuous snoops. By the way, this is, this is a Joey Wheeler Magic the Gathering deck, if I've ever seen one. You think this is the Joey Wheeler special? This is the Joey Wheeler special right here. Bada boom, he's looking at you, kid. We got we got tons of hot hit monsters. I sorry, my new my Brooklyn accent's out of here right now. But uh, sure, sure, sure. All right, so you got conspicuous snoop, right? Uh, conspicuous new card from M twenty one. Conspicuous snoop <laughs> uh, from M twenty one. Two red red for a two two goblin rogue. Put the top card library revealed. If it's a goblin, you can cast it. As long as the top card of your goblin, your library is a goblin, it has all activated lose that card. Pretty sweet. Our one drop, our first one drop, Banner Street Denizen, right. a card that I have loved since it was printed. Right. 
One mana, one one. When another red creature has battlefield under your control, target creature gets or it gets plus one plus zero oh until end of turn. Right. Now I will say I might have angle shooted back in the day, right? Mm -hmm. Because because it's not a detrimental trigger, so you have until it's relevant to say something. Right. You, you, sometimes you get away with some damage by just attacking after you had some cards enter, and then you know when your opponent says take one, you say no, no, no take three. Well, they're taking three. They're taking three. Uh, uh, goblin Instigator, one in a red. You got another Goblin Rogue. It's a 1-1. One, one. When enters the battlefield, make a 1-1 token. So we get a 2-2 two, two spread across two bodies for a two-mana investment. Right. Pretty sweet. Uh, big old Goblin Pile Driver, 1-2 for one in a red. Pro blue. So even if we did have to ban Teferi, uh, he gets around it. How cool is it that that is just in Pioneer? Yeah, it's a card I forget about. Yeah. I remember it because uh, we were talking about it. We're like, oh gosh, you can play this in in Modern again and whatever else. And it's just like, geez. Yeah, and for any of the poor souls who bought the Secret Lair, you can play with that art, I guess. You know, I, oh my god. There's no the way that layers. card is straight enough to play. That card is going to be so curled. If it's right. one of the ones I'm thinking of. But, but, but hey, at least they got the card on like the Pharaoh Secret Layers. Right. Um, so anyway, so at, it's pro blue. When it attacks, it's plus two plus so for each other gobl attacking goblin. Goblin Rabble Master, you get two and a red for a 2-2. Two, two. Other goblin creatures you control attack each turn if able. At the beginning of combat on your turn, put a 1-1 one, one red goblin creature token with haste on the battlefield. Whenever it attacks, it gets plus 1 plus 0 oh until end of turn for each attacking goblin. Uh, goblin Ringleader for 3 and a red are 2-2. Two, two. Haste, when it enters the battlefield, reveal the top 4 cards of your library. Put all goblins drilled this way into your hand and the rest in the bottom of your library in any order. Legion Loyalist. 1-1 uh, one, one for red with haste with battalion. Um, this card is probably one of the most insane battalion triggers, right? Yeah. Like, on the source, it doesn't look like it does a whole lot. Um, but it's like a proto-questing beast in that it just does everything. Right. Because when you hit battalion, your creatures gain first strike, trample, and can't be blocked by creature tokens this turn. Yep. And that creature token one is the one that gets everyone. Yes. The creature token is like that extra piece of text where you're like, ugh, you know? Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite cards of the format, Reckless Bushwhacker. Yes. Two red for a two one with haste. But if you surge it, which means if you cast it uh, for an alternative cost, if you've already played a spell this turn, you can... Or a teammate, because I guess that's relevant in some formats. Sure. Uh, um, if you pay the surge, it uh, Goblin Bushwhacker. So all your stuff gets plus one plus one haste until end of turn. And then, of course, Torbran, our only non-goblin for one red, red, red. Is that three reds? It's three reds. Okay. Did I say three reds? You said three reds. No, you got it right. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, you get a two four. Then if a red source you control and deal damage to an opponent, it deals that plus two instead. We've got 24 lands with some castle embers, some mountains, two meta vaults, and then two ember cleaves. And then we've got a pretty straightforward sideboard. We've got a braids, collective defiances, dampening spheres, fries, and graft diggers cages. Where do we want to begin, Chris? Obviously, you know... It's a Wombat special. These come pretty cooked, I would say. Yeah, the, these tend to come, you know, right about where you want them. Um, there are no lords, and and that could be something worth considering. Again, well, like, I, I think he did a pretty solid job. I mean... Uh, that's There unfortunately aren't, I mean, unless you want to play like Goblin Trash Master. You've got Trash Master, and then you can give him haste and stuff. Again, the lords are probably not worth playing. Uh, again, this, this deck seems pretty well thought out. You know, um, it seems like he definitely looked at, you know, there's only, you're pretty much only considering goblins. So it's like, how many goblins really are there? The one that I was yep. thinking of that, um, just because it's such a, a good value card, 
is uh, Chain Whirler. Chain Whirler, yeah. Ch- Chain Whirler is one that I would think that you would want. And um, I think based on, I know we're excited to play one drops, but um, and you probably can't cut any one drops. I could see you cutting maybe like Instagrator. I know I know you don't want the, to increase the curve, but that card is just yeah. so strong, you know? Well, that one or um, what's the one from the new Ravnica? The other Legion... Legion War Boss is another good one. Right. Yep, 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 yep. And I figure you're playing between the two, and the, the that one is definitely the better one, I believe. Um, I'm also... 24 land feels like a lot. 24 land does seem like a lot for this. Um, you don't have any way to, like, really um, filter lands. Like, Conspicuous Snoop seems really strong. But, yeah, I definitely think we could probably be at 22 lands, given that our curve yeah, tops 20, out of four. Tw- 22 21 like that'll still let us activate our castle and breaths yeah um i maybe want to up the ember cleave count um i also maybe want to just add some main board burn to the deck yep um, the problem is like all the best goblins cost three which makes me just yeah. like wonder if like like if there's not some way to like ramp a little bit you know whether or not it's like playing nykthos and just like going like medium-sized goblins sure um just because again you do have like like Krenko seems strong to me looking at a list of the goblins um yeah the 10 street kingpin uh, just i don't cause... i don't know how i feel about floor like it's like the only real like interaction you have deck milvish you have besides snoop but like i don't know how i feel about four ringleader sure that is that just kind of feels like a lot yeah, it could very well be. It, it could be that needs to be cut down to two or three. And again, this is something be- that because, like because we've got the snoops, I'm almost happy to drop down to maybe like two ringleader. That could be reasonable. Again, the big thing is like when you draw a hand with two ringleaders, you're going to be like, oh, this deck doesn't do anything. Like you know, this hand doesn't do anything. You, you really want to be um, doing that as like your last minute refill. So like it's not something you want to have two of in your hand, or it feels like you're losing yeah. the game. You know, like it just feels like that is too slow, given how many ones and things like that. So like that is probably a card we could we could cut down on. Um, and like I said, if we really want to, I wouldn't hate playing some goblin tokens, going in on some some skirt prospectors and hitting up some of these sick three mana goblins we have. Because there are a lot sure. of good three mana goblins, like I said, as far as the um, chain whirlers, as far as your uh, lords. The other Goblin Ravelmance, Legion Warboss, sorry. Well, if, if, if we're looking for alternative to Lords, right? Mm-hmm. Um, again, this this unfortunately does kind of start filling up the three-mana slot. Um, but if we take it out of Mono Red and Splash Green, um, you could either play, like, Domri Anarch of Bolas right. or play, like, Atarkas Command. What about Grumgully? Grumgully's a good option. Grumgully's a Goblin, and that card is very, very, very strong. Um, because it's each other non-human starts getting plus one counter. Yeah. That's a way to play a lord that's like pretty effective, in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And again, if you wanted to make this deck green, hey, I know it's not the best lord, but it's something you could play yourself some metallic mimic. You know, plus the, yeah, some Brumgully. Now you've got some shenanigans with with counters. You know, mm-hmm. start taking the deck that direction if you wanted to. Um, but this deck definitely is pretty clean. I just, I like I said, I think it's a little too Joey Wheeler. Where it's like it's yeah, just too I many feel creatures, like you just need a extra something, too to much, push. too much high end. But I, I think there's a lot of ways you could solve that. Again, I think you could play some Skirk Procmasters. Skirk, well, I can never see that card. Too much for a man with a lisp, uh, and and use that to kind of cheat your way up. Um, but I'm with sure. you on the ringleaders. Like I said, I just think if you have two in your hand, it's just going to be rough. Um, 
And then again, I think you're just missing some crucial threes and ways to get to them. Or again, play some green and play some of the cards that let you do that. Like I said, your Tarkus commands. Grum Gully, I think, would be an amazing addition to the stack. And if that was like the only card you added in splashing green and adding your Tarkus commands and whatnot, I think it'd be worth it. Just like, and I also uh, the other thing with uh, with Domer Anarch is mm-hmm. um, it would also help ramp you a little bit because it adds a mana, right? Sure, absolutely. Yeah, it help you get to your four just in case since we don't have a lot of thing. And I, I do like yeah. the double. Um, the double Mutavolt, obviously that's pretty strong. Mutavolt's mm-hmm. not the best things. We don't have a ton of ways to take advantage of it, but between Pile Driver and um, you could I guess you could you could mentor it if you played sure. War Boss, yeah. like if you if you made your War Boss bigger. Um, yeah. So yeah, there's some options there. But Legion Loyalist uh, you know, does play is a card I definitely want in this deck. It definitely plays nicely and you know helps make our our attacks much stronger. That's about all I can really think of for for this deck. Is again, I think Splash and Green may be a good option. There's some strong threes that are worth considering. Can I say they're 100 percent better than what's in here? No, because I haven't played this. But just looking at it, those are my thoughts. This is a deck that I would probably, you know, if Wombat's actually played it, uh, trust yeah. his thoughts on it. Um, sure. Oh, um, there's a there's a one mana card that you can pay two to um, uh-huh. uh, give it plus two plus zero. Oh, it has Mentor. Oh, um, the little haster guy. Yeah, I don't yeah, think I don't he has haste. He's, I th- it's like a he's writing a little thing, red back, red cap, something like that. Maybe no. It should be on the from... list. Hold on. It costs one mana, and you can, like so the big deal is you can pub it before attacks and mentor. And oh, stuff. goblin! Is it goblin banneret? Um, no, it's not. It is. It's goblin banneret. Is it really? Yeah. Okay. One mana, one one with mentor. That's it for one. You were right. Yeah. You were right. Yeah, it's from one of the rabbit cassettes. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, there's another card that does that. That's similar. Yeah, but you, yeah, you can fiber the mentor. That's an interesting one drop. You know, I might like that uh-huh. over the. Um, well, I don't know. Fighter gets can get pretty big, but maybe if we're like Goblin Instigator is the card that I'm just like not super excited about. Yeah, if we're not going to be abusing it with like. Uh, Skirk Prospector. I think we can get rid of Instigator. Right. Not that we have a ton of extra mana to play Goblin Banner at, but I've just seen that card be very strong. Yeah, you know, especially when you once you're sitting with like creatures in play and you don't want to walk into a wrath, you're like, well, I'm gonna make this one bigger and make my team a lot bigger, you know. So, yeah, sure. Ugh. All right, well, I'm ready to give this a slap rating. Yeah, absolutely. Mister Kitty says it's uh, it's food time. So, yeah. All right. Uh, I mean, I'm gonna. You know, it, we need a little work here, but uh, I, ex- I I appreciate uh, Wombat for just throwing this back at Ricky. Essentially, like as soon as the episode went up, I think it was in the in the dozen slap submissions within like it was suspiciously fast. The same, mm-hmm. it, you the might same, say it was conspicuously day. fast. Yeah, it was definitely conspicuously fast. Uh, we might have to check our own our own corners here to make sure Wombat isn't hiding. Yeah, doing doing his own scooping. Make sure like you do at the Olive Garden. Mm-hmm. The the devices listening on us. Yeah, I'm gonna give this a. Can I give this a plus eight? Plus O out of ten, number or God, this is such a hard one. Edit it out. Edit it out. I'm gonna give this a plus eight out of ten for Goblin Pile Driver triggers. Sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, I am going to give this thirty-two out of the thirty-four cards in this deck, creatures in this deck that are goblins. Sure. All right. Well, uh, I'm gonna have a lot of editing to do. I've got a lot of swear words to edit out. <laughs> yes, you do. So we got to get started on that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, thanks for joining us, guys. Uh, tune in for the streams this week. We'll be, I guess, trying to figure out what I want to play in a league. Gosh, I'm not I'm not excited to play a league this week now. Right, I hear you. 
but again, that's what the Saturday streams are. And then Sunday, we'll probably play some Jumpstart on Arena. There you go. That'll be fun. So that'll be a little fun. Yep. All right, Chris, thanks for joining me. You can find me at the official Crew 3 Twitter. That's at Crew 3 Podcast. You can find Ricky at also Steve. And you can find Chris at... It's underscore Christmas. All right, guys, like I said, you know, there's a lot going on. I We're all understandably mad up of the format we love. Uh, but we're still going to be here. We're going to be we're gonna be fighting the dredges. We're going to be trying to bring things back into focus and fix this format. And to start that, we're going to have our own band list event, which is already listed in the uh, Pioneer in our Discord channel. And expect that to start being broadcast more as I update it when this episode goes live to sort of eff- reflect our, our ideas on where we think the band list should go for that event. All right, guys. Thanks for joining me, Chris. Thank you for putting up with my yelling and screaming. I hope my, I don't have a note on my door from my neighbors. Right. <laughs> we'll talk to you all guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.